It's time for Adventures in Careerland. I'm Adriano Magnifico. I'm the career and entrepreneurship consultant at Louis Riel School Division. And we are in Adventures in Careerland. The Careerland Adventure platform is all about students. It's about students' experiences. It's about the decisions they make. It's about why they choose what they do. And it's all about career development. So we're super excited about this podcast. We're in year two. And we are in episode number five. So I'd like to introduce to you our student producers. So Zoe, how are you today? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm good. How is COVID treating you? It hasn't been too bad, other than school being online for the next couple of weeks. You always say that. You are the most pleasant, happiest person, maybe, that in, in this building. You're always so happy around COVID. I don't get it. You must be a delight to be around at home. People love you at home, I guess, right? Yeah. I, I yes, say they so. do. <laughs> I say so. Akira, how are you doing? Akira Sakaki. How are you doing? Sarah? I'm Producer doing very Hunter. well. And, very well. Uh, Thank you. And you just kind of mentioned to me that you are sitting in a disheveled basement on the floor somewhere being the producer of this podcast because we rely on you to do that. Tell me how COVID's treating you today. Uh, it's all right. I'm not like Zoe. I don't, I'm not super optimistic like she is all the time. <laughs> so it kind of sucks. Uh, I'm kind of down because I like to be at school and doing things in person, but I'll get through it. Are you saying this is not a great experience talking with me right now? I'm a little disappointed. No, no. I, I love talking to you, Mr. Magnifico. Don't put me in the spot and I'll be honest, you're making my day. Both of you guys make my day every time we do this podcast because we are having real conversations. I totally get this, man. This is this COVID just shuts us down and you have to go seek them. Right. But part of our goal is to always go seek. Don't let this stuff get you down. Go out and continue to seek and find and connect yourselves to human beings and possibilities for yourself. That's what career development's all about. So as always, my crackerjack team of producers is running the show today. But today, boy, are we lucky. We're lucky today, as in every day. I think we're finally going to have a great show, okay? Because we finally, no, we've had a lot of great shows. But we have a really great show because we have a special guest from Collège Belliveau. My son went to that school way back when. He was president at that school way back when. Priya Myler is from Collège Belliveau. In the Lyriel School Division. Priya, how are you? I am good. How about yourself? I'm good. And how is COVID treating you today? Uh, I mean, it got me outside, so that, that, that's good. Um, it's got outside. Yeah. So, you're bringing up a neat point. What are the advantages of COVID? It's, uh, we always honestly, talk about what sucks about it, right? But what are some of the yeah. good things about COVID? Being remote, I would say one of the best things is definitely that I get to go at my own pace. I find that that's a that's always a good thing. Um, also, I can be outside when I learn. That's pretty awesome as well. It is. It um, is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. are, are, are you taking lots more walks and you're going out a lot more? Yeah, for sure. Like if I ever want to see my friends, we have to go on walks and stuff. So there yeah, I am I, walking. Are you walking with masks six feet apart from each other? 
Yes, actually. <laughs> I know it's amazing. That's right. So, so all all the walks are being transformed. So, if you don't want to wear your mask, you're like ten feet apart. I see people yeah. walking on opposite <laughs> sides of the sidewalk. But that's what we have to do, right? This is a public mm-hmm. order, and and we're all in it for each other. Now, Priya is a very special person because she's in grade twelve, and grade twelve is that cataclysmic year in high school where you have to make that call and you're going to leave somewhere. So in grade 12, so what are you doing in grade 12 right now to prepare yourself for life after high school? Um, right now, I am definitely talking to my family more, um, getting their experiences with being in grade 12, transitioning into university. Um, I've already applied to universities. I've been getting myself ready with scholarships and stuff like that. Um, yeah, pretty much like the basics kind of enjoying the last few months that I have left. <laughs> That's very interesting. Now, how now how big is your family? Who are your um, brothers and sisters? I have one younger brother. His name is Cullen. Okay. He also goes to okay. Bellabo. Okay. Uh, and then my mom and dad. Uh, my mom's a grade four teacher. And then my dad works for the government. So quite the variety there. <laughs> oh, that's good. Now, how important are they in your decision making? Oh. Uh, you know, pretty important, actually. Like, my mom being a teacher, I actually used to want to be a teacher. Um, yes. So I actually like, kind of Like died. Blue Bloods, right? You ever watch yeah. Blue Bloods? Yeah. Everybody's a cop. So <laughs> yeah. Everybody's a teacher. Yes. Um, she kind of, I almost got to get exposed to that earlier on because I would always go volunteer in her classroom. Um, and that actually showed me that I did not want to be a teacher. So I kind of got that, I guess step out of the way um and it made my path more clear which was nice so so this is fascinating so what happened to you you want to be a teacher because you see your mom doing it because you love Mm -hmm. your parents everybody wants to be like their parents when they're little kids right yeah exactly so whatever they are if they're rocket scientists or engineers or they run restaurants or they're entrepreneurs kids kind of grow up in that environment in that culture Mm -hmm. so what happened in school was it something in school that made you say no i want to do something else what was what was the moment You know, I think it was a combination of discovering, like, my other passions and realizing how much more I enjoy those over teaching and also being in that environment, helping her out in classes and being like, yeah, I don't think this is for me. So it was kind of a mix of both of those. Okay, so interesting. Um, So you were connected to the teaching, you saw the teaching. What didn't you like about it? I think as much as you get a different challenge every day, (laughs) it was a little too, like, repetitive, almost too, um, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it was just like, you had to teach this, you had to teach this. And I did like the creativity of, like, being able to kind of teach it how you want. Yes. But I found it frustrating, like, when my mom, when her little grade four kids wouldn't listen. And I was like, well, why aren't they listening? Like, I never got it. But the, so, I feel like I wouldn't be able to find the balance because in high school, you can't be as creative when you're teaching. That's so right. That's right. Yeah. But you can be. You can be. It's just that must be Bellavo. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> don't say that. We won't spread that around. Bellavo is a great place. My kids went there. <laughs> Bellavo is one of the homiest schools around, though. It's such a mm-hmm. friendly school. Do you feel that way? I do, actually. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why people would ever like think it's not good. I find all of us as students, like we're pretty, pretty close. I would say you are. That's what I found with my son too. He's still very close to his Belleville comrades from school. Mm-hmm. And he just, I found it. What a 
the relationships between students and teachers are pretty tight there. Like I thought it was yeah. really nice. Like it's a, yeah. and it's not as big as a giant school. So you get that little, you get that smaller little atmosphere along with some good teaching and kids who are speaking French and English. It's just, for mm -hmm. me, it's such an engaging place to be. I, so yeah. Bella was a good place. Now mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious about what did you discover about yourself that was not teaching for me? Okay. What did I discover? that you're moving into or you think you want to move into? Um, sciences, 100%. Oh. Uh, yeah, like I'm looking to be, to go into dentistry, actually. So, dentistry. So you like looking yeah. down people's throats. Yep. <laughs> perfect <laughs> for COVID. <laughs> oh, perfect for COVID. Yeah, um, yeah. COVID-friendly dentist. Exactly. Be good. But... I, I, went, I went to my dentist, I did, during COVID at one time. Mm -hmm. The guy was dressed in a, practically a hazmat suit. Yeah. Have you been to one of these dentists where they? I have, yeah. It's oh my crazy. gosh, it's it, it is crazy, and they're so diligent. I'm so impressed mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. dent with my dentist and how careful he is about uh, COVID and about the transmission of this stuff. So, wow. Mm -hmm. So dentistry sciences, what connected you to that? Were were there teachers in the subjects? Were you taking a workshop somewhere? What did you do? Um, I think I'm trying to think back at when it started. Oh, I don't know if you oh. know what Project Pulse is. Okay, explain it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it. Project Pulse, it's like this day where it gives an opportunity for high school students to go to a health science center. Yes. Uh, this is before COVID, obviously. And this was back in grade nine. And they have like a panel of different doctors, different, basically a bunch of people who work in sciences. And one of them was a dentist. And when it was her turn to speak, I just found everything about her job so like intriguing. I was just like, wow. Like, that sounds like something I would so want to do. It's hands-on. It's different all the time. You know, you get to be super sweet to your patients and, like, just the kind of stuff they dealt with. Like, I thought, You know what's like, cool, though, about it, too? Think about it. Like, there's some places people hate to go. I don't like going to my dentist. I'm always afraid. I'm yeah. always afraid of what he's going to find or what he's going to drill, and I can't stand mm -hmm. those. So you're going to deal with a lot of people who are afraid to be in that room. How do you feel yeah. about that? Well, actually... That, that kind of brings me on to another point. Like, I remember once I was at my dentist and this is when I was telling her, like, you know, this kind of interests me. And she was uh, telling me, she's like, yeah, like, I, I could see you being a dentist. I feel like you'd, you'd be very good at calming people down. And I was like, wow, oh, a cool. dentist telling me I'd be good at what I want to do. Like, how, how much better <laughs> can that get? Like, that's awesome. So that really <laughs> that, that pumped me up. <laughs> that's awesome. And it was a female mm. too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So did you feel kind of cool that a female... I had a female dentist versus a male dentist. And, and it, was it empowering for you to see, a, a, have your dentist be a female? Yeah. Well, actually, I, I'm pretty sure like almost all the dentists at the dentist office I go to are females. So it's super cool because I never realized that until like I talked to my friends and a lot of other of the dentists are like males. And so I was like, wow, it's kind of cool that like they have an all female cool. clinic. Like that's super cool. Very cool. Hey, mm -hmm. I, hey, Zoe. What are you thinking about? Did anyone influence you in your life, Zoe? Like, have you gone to talk to anyone in the industry? What are you thinking, Zoe? You too or no? Um, I haven't really spoken to anything, anyone in the industry. But, like, I'm really into, like, musical theater and stuff. And my first year, there was a student there. And she was always encouraging me or talking to me, like, oh, you remind me of myself when I first started. And, like, she's, like, at the top of her game right now. Like, she's wow. like, super good. So, like, I realized that helped me. And, like, I am more open with that. That's so crazy, how like, that... how much, yeah. like, little things like that, like, 
people don't realize that what they're saying can like inspire someone so much. It's crazy. I know. Um, yeah. No, that's a powerful piece, right? It, it is like, and teachers have to be careful about that because they interact with students all the time. You never know what we say that will make you turn on a dime about some decision or some, something you thought about. Like it's, it's, it's always very careful. Akira, anyone talk to you, change your, uh, change your point of view. Um, well, I'm, I'm into graphics. Like I think, I think my graphic teacher, like Mr. Herkimer, he had a big role into like me wanting to be a graphic designer and then oh, broadcast and media have always been into that. But I've like, I've met other people and they don't have anything to do with what I'm interested in pursuing as a career that have kind of inspired me like like a musician like i've met musicians accidentally and i'm kind of into music so that's been like really bizarre but it's it's cool it's sweet but it is eh? like yeah the reason the reason i ask these questions is it's that stepping out of your zones and just going i love that you went to the pulse event you stepped out of your zone went to the pulse event heard somebody who's not in your in your uh, circle right and Boom, look at the influence that person had on you. And I like what you, I, I like Zoe and Akira, w what you're saying. I connected to this and it has stuck with me. And those things, part of career development is what kind of sticks to you as you engage in all these activities, right? What kind of, and the teaching stuck to you at one time and it didn't. Other things began to stick to you, which is kind of cool. I like this calming effect of you though, Priya. Like the fact that you can calm people down. Like for me, that's a leadership piece, right? Like where do you assert leadership? Like where do you think, or or do you feel like you're a leader and you feel like you want to uh, uh, create and lead and, and, and have followers with you and that kind of thing toward causes and things like that? Um, yeah, for sure. Like I feel like uh, I get a, like a really good sense of leadership when um, – I kind of bring up topics like that. So like when I bring up ideas or bring up like interesting, like kind of points that like get other people engaged, I'm like, Oh, like I kind of just started like a little, little conversation like that. that that's kind of cool. So I'd say that. Yeah. I, I do okay. enjoy it for sure. And the reason I bring that up obviously is because you were a leader. We just had something in Louis Real school division uh, and Zoe and Akira were busy in school and they couldn't attend but they had their ear to the pulse of it mm -hmm. as it was going on, which is kind of cool because they were in broadcast media doing their program and they, they, and they couldn't get to some of the sessions, but we ran an event in Louis Riel called beyond the horizon, a virtual summit created by students for students. And you were one of the organizers on a student team. Yeah. So mm -hmm. how did this thing, and you had students come to this event. There were no adults there, right? There were, but they weren't like part of the, the process, I guess. They were just taking notes for us. Okay, well, that's really cool. Yeah. But it, 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 it was students running this, creating mm -hmm. it, implementing it, dialoguing through it, mm -hmm. teaming through it, all that kind of piece. So what I'm really, and you were discussing some pretty big topics. First of all, I'm thinking of why do you even make an event like this? Um, I think like as a group, we kind of decided that like the importance of making an event like this, especially like in this pandemic time, is that um, like students don't really feel like they have a voice or if they do, they don't might not feel like it'll be taken seriously or any change will be like made with just their voice. So having this uh, youth summit kind of acted as like a little panel, like a little platform for students to 
speak up and show that like we all have the same thoughts we all have the same beliefs stuff like that that it lets us be able to um, communicate that to all the teachers and all the higher authorities that well and even organizing this what was all the tech involved with it how did you do that did you work with the division or did you guys do everything um so as far as like social media posts uh, my group was, we were the content creators, so we kind of got the posts out, we made the captions, um, some people on my team made the invitations, so we sent it to, we had an email for the Youth Summit, um, then our organizer, our main organizer, who she was an adult, her name was Taylor, uh, yes. she would Ta send that out to everyone. That's Taylor Fenn from Luriel School Division. Yes, who, yeah. Who's one, of the, who's one of the communications people there. Mm -hmm. Yes. So... The platform, did you guys set up the platform or did you just use Teams? What did you all do? Um, we used Teams to communicate like from one another. Uh, yep. The actual day of, we used Zoom just because I okay. think that we could use more people. But um, to get the word out, we used the Real Instagram, as you've probably seen. Yeah, um, yep. saw that. Yep. Yeah. And we also, at least at my school, we had posters up um, to promote this event as well. Uh, so that was pretty neat seeing that. Well, it was amazing because you had a a, a grade five to eight version. What was that? A great, what was it? You had two versions, a five to eight version. Yeah. And you had, oh my gosh, you must have had a thousand people in the five to eight version. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm reading a note here that said you had 130 classrooms. It Think was about a lot. that yeah. times 20. That's huge. Mm -hmm. you, you got like a thousand people attending this thing. Like, yeah. Thousands of people. And I love, I love the fact that it was grade five to eight. Because when we first started, I remember thinking like, oh, it's probably going to mostly be like grade nine to 12. Because like yes. they've been through like high school. They know like what has worked, what hasn't. But the fact that these five grade five to eight kids, like they also know what changes they want to see. Like that's awesome to me. So I found that amazing. What was the difference between you had a grade five to eight session in the morning and then grade nine to 12 in the afternoon? What was the difference between the what the five and eights were saying versus the nines and twelves in any topic honestly like i didn't get to attend fully the grade five to eight i did attend some though but the five to it was crazy how similar their responses were because as a class like they got to kind of bounce off each other's ideas uh a big difference was just that the grade nine to twelve was more developed answers like their their answers were more thought out for high school whereas i think the grade five to eights it was more so for like their own social life, like sleepovers, stuff like that. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So what was the, in the nine to 12, what, like you were talking about some pretty big topics, mental mm -hmm. health, well-being, learner voice and choice, indigenous education, land-based mm -hmm. learning, equity and inclusion. What mm -hmm. stood out for you from the nines and twelves? Um, for me and this is, I think this is just because this is the one topic that I feel most strong about, I would say, uh, was the mental health one. I found that one really um, bounced off of everyone. Like everyone had something to say at one point or another in the, that meeting about mental health and well-being. What now? How did you feel like they're, they're struggling with it right now? Is it a COVID thing or did COVID, COVID just kind of exacerbate what was there? What was your feeling? I definitely feel like COVID um, brought that out. Um, okay. Already, like, one of the main things that we talked about that I'm a strong, like, advocate for is the fact that 
we had all these extra mental health like resources and activities, um, little things here and there to, you know, make us happy in classes uh, because COVID's bringing us down. But in my mind, I'm like, mental health doesn't just appear because of COVID. Like bad mental health doesn't just appear because of COVID. Sure, it might make it worse, but chances are it's already been there from the start. So why can't we have this like these resources and these activities all the time. Like this should be something that we always have, you know? Well, think about it. What, what came out of it? Do you feel like um, you guys came up with some good solutions or some good ideas? What was an idea that came out that you thought was good? Or is it just the idea of having this forum a key thing? Um, I think it's a mix of both. Like we definitely got a lot of good feedback. Some that I think most of us are, could already like, we, we already knew, but I think just having those extra voices behind it being like, hey, we aren't the only, like the only ones thinking this um, definitely helped. So like little things like for mental health in specific, like extra resources, maybe spaces to, to take a breath, um, realistic ways to deal with mental health, like outbursts at, at school, stuff like that, that has been introduced to us through COVID that we want to see even after the pandemic. Oh, oh, that's good stuff. That's good Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking when it comes to the, um, you you talked about equity and inclusion in pieces. Mm -hmm. What, what came out of that piece? That's a major school piece. Like how do people have access? How do they all feel uh, worthy? How do they all feel like they're a, a part of this and they can succeed at any level, the same as anyone else here? Did you guys talk about that? The effects of poverty, for example? We didn't really get on that one. I have all my notes here. Like that one, we mostly. That's a because, tough one, you guys. Because we were talking. Yeah, we, it was a tough one. But because we were just getting so many ideas, like yes, a lot of, a lot of, I think some of our slides got missed. But <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, um, as far as equity goes, I don't think we really talked no, that's about okay. that one as much. No, that's yeah. okay. Like that, it, it's a pretty heady collection of things you want to talk yeah, about. If you didn't yeah. get to that one, the mental health might have sucked up most of the time. Like there's so much to talk about yeah, there. How yeah. about even the, you've talked about learner voice, just the voice. Yeah. Um, that kind of like goes into um, like the, the platform, like having that platform to be able to communicate on. Um, stuff like this youth summit, like just knowing that like students should be able to it's a school it's full of students they should be able to feel comfortable voicing what they feel is right what they feel is wrong uh what they feel could help them throughout their learning journey um and be able to see those changes you know did you guys have any ideas about how you can do that like we used to have things called student councils Mm mm-hmm you don't have um, that. Like, like my son was a president at Belleville and they had a student council that was elected. Now you guys have things called, I think, leadership groups and such. Yeah, leadership right? groups. Now, what other, what other mechanisms? Did you guys talk about oh, we ought to have this or we should have this or anything like that? Um, I feel like, honestly, that'll probably mostly come up um, on the 31st, which is our, like, our PD day with the teachers. So we actually get to communicate everything that we like oh. to have at the summit. To the teachers. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, 
So you guys have to do some thinking then, right? Like you have to yeah. bring, bring those notes together and say, hey, we want to bring student councils back or whatever. Or exactly, we want yeah. better spaces where we can go and just decompress. Or we want better um, systems of creating friends and buddies that we can talk to, advocates that we can talk to, maybe Mm -hmm. those kinds of things, right? Yeah, for sure. Because like, I know, like, like you were saying at Bellevue, all the teachers and students, like the relationships are so like good. It's a beautiful place. It's it's honestly, it's not something that's so like far-fetched. Like it's not like completely out of reach. Like it's something that's so attainable. I think it just needs to, like, it just needs to have that, like, take that step forward. Do you know what I mean? I love that. So everything's there. You just got to kind of reshuffle the deck a bit yeah, yeah, to move resources in certain areas because all the pieces are there. That's that's brilliant. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's an easier way to do it than to say, we need to add on a room with yeah. a capital cost or construction <laughs> like those guys at College on Soleil. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> they keep adding on to the building, which is good for them. Mm-hmm. Hey, Akira, I see you got your hand up there. Yeah, I did. Uh, like, I think we kind of moved on from this topic, but I just wanted to jump in with the mental health thing, um, because I completely agree with you when it comes to mental health. I know it's not like it's definitely not something that COVID brought on on its own. It's been something that's always been like underlining, but COVID Mm -hmm. has definitely brought it forward. And uh, it's a stressful time and I can see it. And I was actually talking to my teacher the other day and I was saying like the, the backlash, like the side effects later on from COVID just like with mental health is going to be huge. So it's really important to have those um, resources out there and available for mm-hmm. people. So yeah, I completely sure. agree with what you were saying there. Yeah. Well, Akira, you're making the good point. Like you, I mean, you both are, everybody is, but it's, uh, there is going to be uh, a backlash to this, right? There are going to be some mental, are we prepared? Like we weren't as prepared for COVID, are we prepared mm-hmm. for the ment- some of the mental health issues that are that are going to begin to uh, take charge when when COVID's done? I hope this is a learning experience mm-hmm. for us because we have to well, do the prep. You are huge here, Priya. Your team of students is huge here to say, "Here's what we need." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and like we we even talked about that a little bit, like kind of like you know bad habits we learned um, or developed, as well as like like little things from online school that we've developed through COVID that like might be hard to shake afterwards and how, like how we think that we're going to prepare for that. Um, Like just those little conversations of like kind of letting everyone else know, like, okay, you're not alone. Like everyone else is dealing with these little things too. So like, don't worry if, you know, you haven't had that human connection or don't worry if like, you know, you feel like your social anxiety might have gotten worse. Like it's it's happening yes. to everyone. So you don't have to like worry, you know. And and I I hope you guys think about or even talk about with some of the teachers. What are how can we be more mindful? How can we do more mindful exercises in mm-hmm. school? Like places where you can do that where it's accepted. Because honestly, when I'm when I was going to school, if I sat in a room and just quietly sat, I mean it was I would be ridiculed. I'll be honest with yeah. you. It, it, it's like it's taken on a new meaning, I think, about mm-hmm. these are effective. And there's all kinds of research that shows that being mindful and doing mindful exercises with students helps to decrease some levels of stress. So, yeah, uh, it really wow, does. There's, there's great challenges there. Now, you're in grade 12. So what you're going into dentistry, you're going into sciences then next year, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to USB. So going into sciences and then the, from there. The, the Université. 
Yeah. Just stay on it fast. <laughs> All right. All right. No, that's good. So how is your French? Are you really happy you took a French immersion program? You know what? I am. But honestly, that is probably one of the most stressful things right now that I find about going into USB is I am a little bit worried about like my level of French because like, I won't lie. I'm, I'm a hardworking student. You know, I'm always worried yes. about having low grades, but I just, I found that I've always struggled with French, not sciences, not math, but French. I just like, I don't know what it is about it, but I found that going into USB, I was a little bit worried that like, oh, like what if this French course brings down my grade? What if, you know, yes, yes. so that's probably been on my mind the most, but in the end, well, I'm glad that I have French well, in my I, pocket. You know what, it's going to be huge for you. And what the French has done for your brain in terms of um, the synapses firing for, for all kinds of possibilities of learning, you've done yourself a great service doing this, no matter if you continue in French, but if you're continuing in it, I can tell you quickly, my niece had the same concern you did. Mm-hmm. And she went to the université, and uh, she struggled for the first couple of months because it's it's pure French. Yeah, <laughs> everything on the wall is French. <laughs> Every piece of information you get is French, <sighs> and those French have a different word for everything. It's yep. amazing. I'm kidding, but it's she got it. She figured it out. She went on, yeah. and her French is really impressive now because she did mm-hmm. it in French. So, I I think if you just don't get discouraged is my point. I think if mm-hmm. you persevere and you're in that environment, you know, eight hours a day, boom, yeah, it's, it's going to yeah, come to you. Sure. And I suspect your French is way better than you think as well. Hopefully, hopefully. I've been told the same thing. Like I remember, I know one of my teachers who's actually a French teacher. She said like, yeah, like I had the same, same thought when uh, I was going to USB, like my French was not that good. And she's an amazing French speaker now. So I look at that and that def- definitely helps, but it's always hard to picture Hey, Zoe, aren't, aren't you a French speaker, Zoe? Yes, I am, yeah. Okay, do you see that as a big advantage, having French and English? Like, you're, you're, a, you're a Francophone, aren't you? Would you consider that, yourself a Francophone? Uh, I'd say, yeah, I'd say so. And, and you speak yeah. it at home a lot? Um, not really. Mostly with my younger brother, so that he learns French, and so that it's easier for him when he goes, like, to kindergarten and stuff. Oh, wait a Other go. than that, it's mostly English. <laughs> what a th- what a thoughtful sister you are, Zoe. You're a beautiful person. I'd be beating up my brother anyway. <laughs> that's that's amazing. So the French thing is a good thing. Akira, do you wish you took French? Okay, this is a funny story actually. Uh, <laughs> like when I was in grade six, I'm already my laughing. mom thought it'd be important. Yeah, my mom thought it would be important to speak French because I speak Spanish, Japanese, and English. Wow. And she's like, wow. Well, you live in Canada, so you might as well learn French too. And then she tried to transfer me, like, in grade six to uh, Lacert, and, like, Ecole Lacert. Um, and they asked me to do a French exam. Like, it was just, like, they were asking me, like, really easy, like, count to ten French. And I failed purposely because I didn't want to leave Frontenac. Oh, my so, God! <laughs> so I, I never took French. Um, I, if I would have passed, I would have probably gone to, like, to Lacert and then continued. Well, how would French, you – well, it's, but... it's an interesting thing. How did you fail – on purpose like did you know any french at all well they were like asking me to count to like 10 and we that's like the basic stuff we learned at like frontenac to do so i was just right, like right butchering it on purpose and stuff and it, it was really funny and i didn't tell my mom till like i was in grade nine and she was like wow <laughs> wow this is amazing i thought was your is your mom going to discover it on this podcast Oh, she knows. She knows. Like she was, she was mad at me. She's like, "Really? You just like threw that opportunity?" It was like, "I didn't want to leave, though. 
I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, but like I feel like it. Yeah, I should have probably learned French. <laughs> I'm gonna. I agree with you. you. I. I'm not saying it's a bad thing that you didn't go to a French school, but I do think it's something that you probably should have done, just because of where we live, yeah. like Manitoba and Canada. Like we're in English and French, like countries. Like yeah. those are the two main languages. It would have official. They're never, official she'll languages. She'll never forgive me. Yeah, she'll never forgive me for it. She's like, wow. But the beauty of you guys, at at, at your age still, Akira, if you want to, like, you have the language gift. You know other languages. So picking up other languages is not as difficult as it Mm -hmm. is for someone who's starting with one who's unilingual. So if you want to pick it up. And also, you said you speak Spanish, right? Yes. So, like. Yeah, so it's. I don't know. I've heard that, like, my friends who learn Spanish, they say it's kind of like French, but I don't know if it goes the other way around. So. Yeah, (laughs) it's similar. It's similar because yeah. they're all from, um, like, they're all from Latin. Well, they're all, it's like they're all Latin language. Yeah. yeah. Like Italian. So, so when I speak Italian and French, I, I don't speak French very well, but my it, they use the pronouns all the same way, right? And they, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. they, mm-hmm. they kind of look the same way and act the same way the languages do. Anyway, that's pretty cool. Now, so your plan is to go to university. Your plan is to be a dentist. Mm-hmm. Your what? What do you think you're really good at? Like, what kinds of? Well, let me ask this first. What kinds of activities did you do in school that helped build you and turn you into who you are? Um, I would say definitely. Like the summit would be the pinnacle. It looks like this yeah. is a basic thing. But yeah, what were you doing sure. up to that point to say, "I'm ready for this. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead this summit." I think um, it was more so like realization in myself, if that makes any sense. Like um, I found like, like you op- do things like I'm even talking about extracurriculars and stuff outside of school. Oh, OK. Like, yeah. Sports and anything you anything you've done where it's built in you. This, this is dropped these seeds in you that said, I, I can do this summit. Um, well, I've played like I play sports outside of school. Um, I play softball. I've been playing that since I was like, like six, I think. So that's been going on for a while. I've been on the same team with the same girls. Um, I'd say that's probably where my main spark of like leadership comes out from. Um, and teamwork, right? On, teamwork the, for sure. For teamwork sure. piece and the communication piece. Are you a leader on the totally. team? Would you consider yourself? I don't think so. <laughs> like, okay. I would say, okay. I'm, I'd say uh, it depends. Like, I think we're mostly like, Pretty all, all pretty equal, equal right? yeah, That's for good. sure. That's good. It's not okay. too competitive. Like, it's mostly for fun. Yes. Um, we're still a pretty good team, I will say. <laughs> but um, I used to take dance. I used to do dance. So that the type of dance, I did Irish dance. So that's kind of oh, like a teamwork. Work. That's what yeah. my niece did. Oh, really? She worked with the, uh, uh, what was the, what's the, what's the dance school you went to then? I went to McConnell, but there's also McConnell. She she yeah. was a McConnell dancer. In fact, I think she was. Or there, there's another one. But there's another one I called remember. McDonald. So it's like two very I, similar. I think it was McConnell. But you know what I used to love? Like when students would do that, they give me a ticket to their recitals. Yeah. And the best part of watching that is those little four and five year olds coming out yeah. having no clue about They're how to They're just jumping dance. around. It's They're so jumping cute. around, and you see, you see you because you're a coach. I bet you coach. Did you coach some of the younger kids sometime? Um, did I think I was with with one camp. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing that, and you see the coach or the teacher, the instructor, off in the wings, jumping up and down. Here's the next yeah. move, yeah. and there's somebody pointing. Hey, what is she doing? I don't know what's going on. A couple doing it right. Three of them doing it wrong. It's four of them so picking funny. their nose. 
It's, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. There's, you guys are good, but you're not the show. The show yeah, is no the, those way. kids come out. You're absolute skill. Amazing <laughs> stuff. It's when the little kids come out. That, that's yeah, good stuff. for sure, for sure. That's amazing. So anyway, you know what? Uh, that That's what I think when we talk about career development. And, we, and mm-hmm. Akira and Zoe and I talk about this all the time. It's about collecting dots mm-hmm. and, and, and collecting the dots so you can connect them. And it sounds like you've been kind of connecting this. You've tried things. You've engaged mm-hmm. these things. You get where some of your skills lie. So when you leave, when you go to university, what do you want it to look like when you're taking your science program? Just hard working? Are you going to join anything? What do you want to continue? Um, I want to, like, I'm excited for my sciences, obviously. I love science. Um, I'm excited because, like, I know that, I don't know about now in COVID, but, like, I know there's such things as, like, science clubs. And I feel like I'd be really, that would be really you're gonna fun. get into it. You're yeah, going to get into so the science club. Oh, I'm going to try, but. I don't know. It depends I like on COVID. It. It's hard. It's hard to see, you know, hard to yeah. predict what it's going to look like. Well, I encourage you to look at those things and to step mm-hmm. outside. You got to get used to the, the language. You got to get used to mm-hmm. uh, your routine. You got to get that. But I encourage you to step outside your boundaries a little bit and get involved in some of those things. Yeah. Yeah. You'll grow like a flower. It'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I can tell like this has been, I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Mm-hmm. And and having this conversation about the kind of person you are and the kind of decisions. If you had to make or you had to give some piece of cheap advice to a grade 11 student about mm-hmm. here's what I here's what I've learned that may help you. What would you tell them? Um, I would definitely tell them that you never have to have your decision set in stone um, about what you want to do. Like you can change your career path literally whenever I remember I used to be so stressed about what I wanted to do I used to be like oh my gosh I have to have it decided by the end of grade 11 um that is not it at all completely take your time because you want to be enjoying what you do for your life so that's what I would say wow I'm writing that down because it's so profound you're quite (laughs) a good you're quite a profound person I really enjoyed this conversation hey Zoe Akira anything else you want to add I don't think so. No, okay. just that I, you're an inspiration. Like I sound like this is really good. (laughs) That's nice. Zoe, that's so nice of you to say. That is. And and of course, Akira, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) No, like it's, it's, (laughs) there's like three voices in my head right now. It's actually funny because like I'm in grade 12 and I always, when I hear these things, I'm just like, what have I done? Just like nothing. I was like, oh, cool. Well, honestly, like I, I was never like, I was never someone who like really was into this type of stuff until I realized that like it was there, you know? Yes. I love that. It's there. It's there. Why don't we do it? Why don't I jump in? Why can't I do this? Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Priya, what a pleasure having you on the team. Thank you for having me. Zoe and Akira, thanks for doing the able job you always do. And that's it for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. We will see you next time.